Evidence even results in better health. Jan Bruce writes in her Forbes article, A recent study on the correlation between resilience and key health and productivity measures found that resilience is the foundation of success and possibility, with high levels of resilience significantly correlating with better health status, higher job satisfaction, morale, and productivity, and lower stress. With all those benefits, why wouldn't you want to develop your emotional resilience? Discover the tools to do more, gain more, achieve more, and be more. The seven habits of emotionally resilient people explored in this program will give you the tools to master your emotions by ensuring your emotions are the passengers in the car rather than the driver. This course is the result of painstaking research and studying. It's based on thorough academic research, as well as my own experiences and that of my clients who range from Fortune 1000 executives to government members to students. My hope is that the modules of this course will guide you to break any unproductive emotional habits and train you to master your emotions so that you can enjoy a higher quality of life and have more drive, more resilience to pursue your goals and dreams. But first, what does it mean to truly master your emotions? To start, let's work on defining this concept by discussing what it is not. Emotional mastery does not refer to the stifling or denial of emotions. Additionally, the goal of building emotional strength is not to somehow make every situation in life happy and rosy. In fact, the human experience is inherently loaded with unavoidable ups and downs. So let me assure you before we go any further that it's entirely natural to feel negative emotions when life's challenges and disappointments get you down. The ultimate objective of learning to master your emotions is to prevent those negative emotions from acting as a driving force in your life. I know it's hard to believe sometimes, but you are in control of your emotions. And ultimately, this program is about giving you the tools to choose your emotional response. How is that possible? Mind the gap. It's pretty simple. There's a gap between a stimulus, what happens to us, and our emotional response and subsequent behavior. In this course, I explain that gap in more detail and show you how you can use it to decide for yourself what the best emotional response is in any given situation. Once you've mastered this skill, controlling your emotions and using them to steer you in the direction you desire, you'll be able to do more, gain more, achieve more, and be more. Emotionally resilient people who are no longer held back by limiting emotions, no matter how tempting, achieve more success in every area of life. They can handle the vulnerabilities of intimate relationships, the risks and failures of business, and the ups and downs of life. So, without further ado, let's dive into the seven things emotionally resilient people do differently. Resilience is the virtue that enables people to move through hardship and become better. No one escapes pain, fear, and suffering. Yet from pain can come wisdom, from fear can come courage, from suffering can come strength if we have the virtue of resilience. Eric Greitens, via National Review. The First Step Habit Number One Resilient people acknowledge their emotions, accept responsibility for them, and learn to interpret the positive intentions of their emotions. Your emotion is your reality. Before we can jump into the business of reprogramming our emotional responses, we have to be open and willing to learn. In this context, the learning process begins with the honest acknowledgement of every emotion you experience. Whatever it is, fear, jealousy, joy, loneliness, 
allow yourself to feel it without any attempt to push it away or change it. Accept that for the moment, the emotion you're feeling is your reality. This gives you the opportunity to take careful inventory of every feeling you encounter and move on to make a positive change. We'll talk more about how to make that positive change later in this program, but for now, let's examine an example of how the acknowledgement of an emotion might look in real life. Imagine that someone has said something hurtful to you. Naturally, your first reaction is to feel hurt. What happens next, however, depends on your past experiences, your personality, and your current situation. Perhaps you feel ashamed of feeling hurt, so rather than allowing yourself to feel that way, you attempt to cover up the hurt with anger or indignation. In my years of coaching, I've seen many people who do this. After all, admitting that you feel hurt would mean admitting that the offending individual's opinion matters enough to really affect you. Does this situation sound familiar? Do you know someone who reacts this way? Have you ever reacted?